Guess what, Isabel? What? I think it's finally spring. Yeah. And I know technically it's been spring for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's sunny out. Yeah. It's 11 degrees. Yeah. There's green grass. There's, yeah. I see, don't see any trees budding yet. Of course, I can't see a thing. They may all be completely leafy green. And I hear birds singing. The dawn chorus in the morning wakes me up. Which is way better than waking up to hearing John going, oh, again, when he can't connect to something on the internet. Um, or this morning, him running around looking for his key. It's a disaster. I can't find my key. But uh, that's actually what we'll get. Then I had this really weird dream. He has it? Oh, yeah. Has oh, yeah, he's got it. He defected it. Yeah. It was in the, in the dryer. His oh. pants, that's all I oh. said. It's told him. It happens to everybody. But, uh, or as he called it, the drying machine. <laughs> um, but, uh, also, no, he, he said that, uh, so he's looking for this thing. This, this, this led, then I fell asleep and I had the weirdest dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how, like, he had really weird dreams when you have to fall asleep at, like, 7 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning dreams, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I fall asleep and I'm at a. I'm, I'm interviewing uh, Jen Foote for my podcast. Mm-hmm. But Joe's there, her husband, and he keeps interrupting her and, and making jokes. Mm-hmm. Now that's fine, that would be okay. Except that they're not that funny. But then out of nowhere, Mark Marin shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. Jen doesn't answer any of the questions. She just knits. So that was, <laughs> that was the end of the dream. And then I woke up. I was like, yeah. well, that was weird. So Yeah. It was quite weird. Um, but, so uh, Jonathan uh, had a review for his uh, D.A.R.E. program. Yeah, it's... And uh, yeah. It's, it's looking like he's got a few ideas as to what he likes. And yes. He said engineering. Anything about engineering? Yeah, I think he probably hears other kids that he knows from elementary school talk about wanting to be engineers. That's wonderful. No, I mean, he's never going to be an engineer. That's a... You know, I don't think... There are many types of engineers. (laughs) No, that's true. How do you know that? Uh, There's a lot of of calculus. Oh, well... Computer engineers? Yeah, software stuff. Use... Calculus? Not, no, I don't think it's quite the same thing. That's true. I was thinking of other stuff. But yeah, he's he's very interested. It's funny. I never heard him say anything about engineering. He piped up right away. Engineer. What? Really? Engineering. But uh, he has interests that I didn't know about, which is cool. They went really well. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, he wanted to be a manager of a... Of a hotel. Hotel? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? No, I think that... We laugh because he's so funny. <laughs> we laugh because but it's hard to imagine a 15-year-old kid doing anything. It's cute. It's also cute. There's no there's no argument. That's, uh, it's certainly cute. Um, but he ends up 
next year, more of the year after, they get job placements and stuff. That's pretty cool. You know, and he was very specific about when it, when 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 uh, Scott McDonald, the guy who runs the program, when he said where would you like to have a job placement and John's like listed a restaurant at a hotel mm-hmm. and I think that's because a kid that he knows also that has autism was in that program mm-hmm. and still is actually works at that restaurant now mm-hmm. so that was good I'm very excited for him I really yeah. am I'm very excited for him yeah. he's got uh I was surprised that he didn't get upset about talking about the future. Because mm-hmm. usually yes. he's, no he future, hates no future. no future, no past. Mm-hmm. He always says, I only, like the, I, I only like the present. He's like, you know, <laughs> well, I'd say, I well, like that. Well, uh, you know, I, I got some... Uh, living in the present, is living in the moment is a, is a pretty uh, sensible approach to life, I think. So mm-hmm. I've got really yes. no problems with that at all. Yeah. So... Um, the summer is upon us, and yes, is. Um, the course that I had registered for uh, got cancelled. Oh. So, and I texted Annie and told her that the course had been cancelled, mm. and she said, that's the first I hear of it. They hadn't told her. That's yet. one of the other potential students? No, Annie's the instructor. What? Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Because that... Okay, that's not good. No. Maybe she hadn't checked her email. I don't know. But I'm, I'm guessing she would. That blows. No, that sucks. Then blows. That you don't have that course to take. Yeah. So, um... I had to I made myself a, a, a schedule... Of things. Of things, yep. yes. And uh, going to continue with grant writing. Right. I right. have a project uh, also that I'll be working on this summer. That's awesome. Um, and you guys will will help me. We um, will. Yep. Part. <laughs> uh, I'm making no. Um, well, you're going to help me with the direction of my work okay so I made these um, I had these plexiglass uh, 8 by 10 sheets and I made etchings and I printed I made 3 I printed 3 long uh, strips of uh, mulberry paper Mm -hmm. and I sort of varied the placement of each uh, square uh-huh. and um, I had six plates and I used five on each. Right. So there was an element that was different okay. on each of them. And I have uh, I have more. I have I will make more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I was thinking about was um, to show them to you. Okay. And you and John and Maddie okay. ask you guys to create an air narrative around around those stories that it creates. Okay. Um, just from uh, just from looking at that. From looking at that, trying to tell a story, almost like it's a comic strip or something. Okay. 
Okay. And there's like various imagery in there. Yeah. So okay. um, there are people and there are places and buildings and some uh, and others are very sort of abstract. All right. So you know, a pick pick up uh, pick on whatever element. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever I see in it, or whatever. See. Yeah, yeah. And it can be three words long. It can be okay. A paragraph long. It can be anything. Well, John's will be a plane crash. You'll look at it. So this <laughs> reminds me of flight X Y Z. I don't think I have a plane in there, but oh, I do have turn. a balloon. Though we had a bonfire uh, last night, and John said it reminded balloon. him of a plane crash. So. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I'll look at it and say, well, really, there aren't enough naked women in it. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say for you, I, you know, there was, first there was the explosion, then the lasers. And then uh, that's when the Commander Adama showed up with the Battlestar Galactica and uh, fracking toasters. It'll be like a, an action but an action movie or a World War II reference somehow. <laughs> this really reminds me, if you take a look at the way this is laid out, it looks like the German defenses at uh, El Alamein. But uh, anyway, that sounds neat, actually. I, I think that'd be kind of a cool thing to try. I will I will and, participate. Uh, the, the basis for the imagery, uh, it's basically just collages that I made mm-hmm. from... National Geographic's magazines I had and just spent some night making collages on night when Ken came. Right. And uh, I'm thinking of uh, also uh, matching some of the art that I've made out of that Empty Fortress book. Empty Fortress was written by Bruno Oppenheimer, I think that's, or Oppenheimer. Oh, okay, I don't know. Um, I had bought this book at Friends of the Library. Yeah. It was just for the cover so I could make uh, my uh, leather books, yeah. notebooks, yeah. books that I like to make for Maddie. Yeah. And um, I used the cover. And then I flipped through the pages and I saw that it was about autism, but it was this book written in 1967, so the thinking of psychoanalysis was just terrible, and he popularized the notion of the refrigerator mother, and... He blamed the parents on... Well, it's mostly... I think we all know that autism is mostly the mother's fault. Yeah. (laughs) He had no understanding of how it works, really. No, exactly. He had three cases and conversations with these three children. And uh, he ran an institute and he had to, you know, write books. And um, in English society... Uh, Anglophone society like America, yeah, Britain, the Anglosphere, the, as they say. Yeah. They um, they didn't buy into much of this because you know have, have, how the French are more psychoanalysis yeah. type, yeah, and 
Britain is more em- empirical yes. and data driven. Positivism. Uh, so in France, all his books, La Forteresse Vid and so many others were like hailed and you know, he had a whole f- huge following there. Yeah. Well, they also follow Jerry Lewis there, she's just telling you something. His no, books we, we, are all, you know, yeah. uh, still read. Yep. Sad. And, and, and sold. Fuck. Still. You can still find the empty fortress. It's it's still in publication, sure. so you can buy it still. Yeah, but it should come with a disclaimer that says this is all bullshit. I read all the comments <laughs> about it, all the reviews, and everything is. This is a crock of shit. Yes. Good. Well, I mean, we know so much more about autism now, mm-hmm. but also the problem there, as you said, it's the psychoanalytical approach, right? So. Which is a complete crock of the shit. Language is just. I mean, it's. It's all smart and everything, but it. It doesn't amount for much, you know? Um, yeah. But what's interesting from my point of view mm-hmm. is that, like, historically, sure. where it fits into the, totally. the whole scheme of things. Yep. And the other thing is the photos of these children and what were their obsessions and their their drawings mm-hmm. he did a lot of drawings with them mm-hmm. uh, so you know and then he would probably analyze the drawings right yes. compared to normal children drawings yeah, or whatever yeah. but <laughs> these drawings were really interesting to me okay that's cool so that part I like. Yeah. Well, you get something out of it. And you made collages and little things out of the book. And that's, you know, so something I, uh, good comes I out. Made, what I made uh, so far were necklaces. I made paper beads. Yeah. From uh, the pages. You know how to do, like, everything, don't you? Well, I looked it up on YouTube and I learned from, from yeah, that. Well, I've so looked stuff up on YouTube, too, and I just fuck things up. Little... Do it yourself. <laughs> Pinterest is filled with that. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, you're on the Pinterest. I'm not on the Pinterest. I was. Not but being I'm a girl, not I'm not on the Pinterest. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to be playing all. These are all music. It's all from Isabel's record collection. These are records Isabel found. Oh, I just bought. Them. Yeah. yeah. Music Isabel found uh, records. She got it like a secondhand sale, and these are secondhand. These are like ninth hand. So uh, good. There you go.
So now we're off to the next stop. Jeez. Uh, wasn't that bad in there today, so that's good. Oh. So we had a fire last night, which was nice. It's our first backyard mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. And uh, renewed the fire permit online, which is nice. You can once you once you get it done once, at least here. You uh, renew it online, and it costs. First thing you do is twenty-five bucks, and the fire inspector comes to your house and makes sure your smoke detectors work. And, mm-hmm. uh, sees where you got your fire pit, what kind of fire pit you have. But once you've done it once, and they've approved it once, you just once a year have to go onto the city website, log into your account, and just pay fifteen bucks. So, um, which is great because it's nice having a fire, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's a pretty common thing for people up here to have backyard bonfires. Like, it's a it's a very common thing. Yeah. Um, and people sit around. Some people complain. Like, people, I've, I've, I've read things that said people saying, you know, it's pollution. And that's, there's something to be said for that. Burning wood is pretty polluting. But, I mean, it's pretty, you know, do something about the steel mill in town first, then we'll talk. Look at that band. That's such a cute band. Look, with the white tuba and everything. I don't think they're. That's that's a military band. Yeah, because that's the armory, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a military band. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Love Band. Whereas I'm sitting here humming the theme from Coach. And there's a lot (laughs) of. Oh, it must be a funeral. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe could, could not, not a band like that for a funeral. I don't know. Let's see. Is it... So there was a lot of, like, people in ceremonial uh, military... 
wedding. Attire. Or a wedding. I guess so. Right? Yeah. Let's hope it's a wedding, not a funeral. For someone who's in the armed forces, uh, that would be, I don't know. So the other new thing is that I came back from my four-day trip to Ottawa and Montreal. And uh, it's a good thing I've I've had a lot of experience uh, driving in these regions because... Uh, I had to find my way around right. We're using a GPS because um, we had to go into town uh, sure. many times and at various addresses. Yep. So, um, and, and, and in Ottawa, what's really confusing is that one side of the street is one name and another side of the street is another name. Yeah, that's very blessed. So fault. you're looking you're looking on the right hand side for a street that actually is on the left hand side. No no yeah. that's just dumb. I've never heard of such so a thing. It's uh, well it changes name halfway through many times. But I mean one side of the street like so this side would be so first like, street and this stri- side is third street or something? Well it would be like Regis Road yeah, yeah. on this right side and Bennett's Road no, that's on the stupid. left hand side. That's I've seen roads change name as they as you go and you get there. Like from a principal road. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really confusing. It's, okay. Because well. uh, yeah, you keep looking and uh, and the sign is on the right hand side like it's easy for example here yeah. second line you can see that it's above yes it's written above the yes the right side post that's right, right because here. that's the way you're driving if you look left you can't see the name of the street and of course in Ottawa sometimes so, the left side of the road I, is it changing yeah. Thursdays though only it's yeah, ridiculous so um, the, and there was a lot of construction, so I, right. I um, found myself a few times in the wrong spots uh, on roads. So, uh, very, very, very confusing and very difficult. So, I, um, but I managed, and sure. uh, we saw a lot. Um, the uh, Musée uh, des Beaux-Arts de Montréal was awesome. Sure. The contemporary room is so cool because they keep a certain number of works constantly. Like, they're very, per- maybe not permanent, but I've seen them for the past five years. Mm-hmm. Big pieces. Yeah. And... They change a lot of of the artwork. Yes. So every time I go, there's new stuff. Nice. For a while, they had like that styrofoam horse. I'm glad it's gone because <laughs> that one was disgusting. I think it was the ugliest thing ever. <laughs> and I mean, it's been replaced by by other ugly things, but. But at least they aren't styrofoam animals, is that what you're saying? Well... This is the bar that you've set. There's, um... No, no, I mean, there's a place for it. Okay. I, I can... I can appreciate that 
Yeah. The installation work is is sure. significant, and I can appreciate. The contemporary room is about the materials, actually. All right. It's it's it said so. It says so when you read about oh, the, okay. the room. Okay, it so says that's what they're that trying to get across. About material, variety in material. Okay. And that's my favorite room. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you want wine? Do you want wine? Do you want wine? Yes. I can get you some wine. If you want wine. You wine wanter. Are you a wine wanter? I'm a wine wanter. Wine wanter. All right. Now that I don't drink one bottle a day, except yesterday I drank <laughs> one bottle. But I'll explain why. We can talk about that perhaps person. after the break. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, the, the Dave Brubeck dancing song or yes. the cha-cha-cha? Oh, no, we got to leave the cha-cha-cha for the end. That's for the end? Okay, so we'll play the Dave Brubeck song then. Yeah.
Okay, so now you've heard two songs from Isabel's exciting record collection. The, uh, we've also got that Ukrainian album. Which is on Melodia Records, uh, the, the official label of the Soviet Union. Oh, yeah? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Melodia Records. You find anything? Yeah. Or... Uh, the other one, another one you'll see sometimes is um, Progress Publishers, and that's that's an official, the official book publishing company of the Soviet Union. <laughs> Mostly things about Marx and Engels. I, I was looking at Lenin. the um, the artwork for the pocket. It's beautiful. It's like a Gerard Richter's uh, painting. Mm-hmm. I like looking at those old albums because they had actual liner notes and reading the stuff. Like, someone sat and wrote this fucking thing. Like, it's, yeah. you know, the thing, the Dave Brubeck greatest hits. Yeah. Like, it's about, like, there's stuff there. It's yeah. great. It's like a, a magazine article. Yeah, exactly. And I did a decently written and researched one. Yeah. And then the other one, the cha-cha one, uh, same thing. Yeah. You know, uh, the Sunny and Cher one, I don't know, I didn't really look at the letter notes of that one. It didn't interest me as much, but... Yeah, so I got three bottles of wine and also a bunch of liquor to restock the bar. So we're back in business. We're back in business. Oh, I forgot to get yeah. Okay, well, it's <sighs> the only thing I couldn't find today at the store was leather furniture conditioner. So I'll have to get some for the week. I know, I, I know where to get it. I know I can get it at Walmart. They didn't have it at the grocery store. They have everything else. So to me, that was an ups- that was a, the groceries were a bit of a, a letdown. <laughs> I hate when my list has one thing left. It's like, oh, I didn't get that. I mean, I think I can go a couple of weeks without conditioning the couches again. But, but I like doing it because then the, it gets all shiny and nice and soft. So yes, things have been crazy at the uh, the old uh, place of work. Though I'm not paying much attention to it because you know sabbatical. Yeah. But no, I know. But they have uh, they 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 do a balanced budget. But that meant that they had to lay people off, and that's starting. It's not. And it would only be non-academic, things that won't affect the academic program. That's the sort of driving thing, so. But it's all pretty shitty. It's all pretty shitty. Because people lose their jobs. And that sucks. It sucks. Ken wouldn't be uh, at risk. He's the, he runs the library. The library's pretty important for delivering the academic program. No, I don't think Ken's at any risk at all. And if anything happened there, I think there'd also be probably some sort of revolution. <laughs> if, Ken, if they if they gave Ken his walking papers, I got a feeling that they're literally, you know. Besides, um, no, there wouldn't be like there would be the faculty go crazy. They go crazy. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing's crazy. It Why sucks. couldn't they just close the GLC for three months or something? 
But in the summer, what good is it anyway? But well, people, and people go. It's a it's a place. People they they can't. have to pay the lights and the yeah. pay the whole upkeep of this place. Sure, but and it's run by students in the summer. But people basically. have paid for gym memberships there in the community. Well, they they had a, when when they were building it, they had some kind of uh, deal with uh, the road center. Yeah, I remember that when they were doing the renovations to the athletic center, they had that deal. I mean, the thing is, that's not going to save. I think the notion here, this is why they get rid of positions, is that they they save money for the long term. They're not looking for short-term solutions. The thing is, it still sucks. It still sucks. And there's not a lot of stuff you can... Like, you can't cut anything academic. Um, besides the fact they said they won't. Our collective agreement is so very strong that they... They basically have to, to start getting rid of faculty... That are tenured, or giving even, them retirement packages. Well, there's that. But what they before, before they, whenever they, if they ever have to do that, what they have to do is demonstrate that basically the place is about to go under, and we're not in that kind of financial issue. Um, we're caught between a few bad decisions, I think, in the past few years, and demographics, two things together, and you know, it hits a small school like ours pretty quickly. You know, so it's been, so I, I, like I said, I haven't been paying a lot of attention, but, but yeah, someone we know was let go yesterday and it was upsetting and shit. At three o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. Nice. Classy. You know, just walk in. That's what Pack we heard. your things and go. Yeah. So that was shitty. Not nice. That's Probably knew this was coming. Perhaps. He was looking. Well, people, I mean, I think you should always be looking. Nonetheless, I think it's shitty. But he's at a point where, you know, uh, Yeah. Miriam is. It's a pretty big blow to get when you're yeah. around that age. Well, I mean, I had... We had this happen to us. We had this happen to us. Uh, we were younger. Yes. We were uh, in our early 30s. Yeah, I was... Um, 30, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it was the same thing. It was like, enrollment goes down, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't have a tenure drive. It was on a contract. And yeah. they're like, well, we won't renew you. Yeah. There were protests. Yeah. Save Dave. Yeah. Uh, which was very humbling. Um, yes. But, you know, uh, the whole, yeah. Very kind. Yeah, it was. Of, of them to do that. But it was, in the end, uh, like, it's just shitty. It's, I, there's, there's, there's nothing good. I wouldn't say nothing good comes of it because I guess in some respect the good the quote good that comes of it is that they save money but that to me is not much of a good and I just 
It's just. No, then we came back, and our daughter ended up being the the best student the, the school best ever had. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, because we came so. back here after like that happened here at this university in 1998 to us, and uh, then we moved to Newfoundland, which was you know we met some great people there. And uh, one of whom we, a friend of ours, died last Friday, which was pretty shitty. Um, but uh, listeners to Dave's solo thing will have heard about that. But yeah, so I mean, and then we came back, you know, a uh, different deal. But I mean, I, I don't know what it's like to make those kind of decisions either. I'm trying to see this, and it's hard because I know the person this happened to. And it's hard to be dispassionate mm-hmm. and look at it and say, I don't know how these decisions work. I've never made these kind of decisions. Maybe it was completely sensible. It's hard for me to do that because I look and go, but come on, <laughs> you know. And that's that's the thing. I mean, and I guess you kind of have to do that, but I, jeez. Oh, this is why I would never be a senior administrator. That and the fact that I don't want to do it. I just, I don't know. It seems like we keep shooting ourselves in the foot. That's all. It's got that feel, doesn't it? I mean, there's a talented, smart man yep. who's very... He's like... No, no, we know. A pivotal person. Well, yes, because it's all on. about reconciliation. Yeah. At a form, at the site of a former residential school. Yeah. I was at an event the other day, and filming for for them, and the people there. I I told this guy uh, I was just in a meeting uh, for a. a Anishinaabe Moen teacher mm-hmm. to, to be hired and he said oh a ching walk there like in the mind of the people here it's still ching walk residential in the school. minds of some people yes well yes. in their consciousness and I sure. totally get that can you can you imagine no no of course I would be the same way yeah, yeah. Uh, you know like if there was like the order of the British Empire, you know, right outside my door, yeah, flying yeah. the Union Jack. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I see that it it brings like yuck in my head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because as far my my identity reaches far. Right. And into the the whole thing people say why are you to French people why are you so you know talking about the past like that well it's part of us that's just the way it is it's in our it's in our song and shared experience Mm -hmm. Poetry and mm-hmm. ways of being and mm-hmm. in our languages. Sure. So it's divided like that. We have our province. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. 
historically there are reasons for so many things. So you well, keep... most everything one hopes, yeah. Well, yeah, so you just keep going to that. Sure. That just makes sense. And yeah, I got you. If we have to work together uh, more and more, they're asking for the First Nations are going towards self-governance more and more and they're going to get rid of the Indian Act mm -hmm. uh, they have to have their say well, sure. and we have to accept it we have to work with it yeah yeah no it's a, it's a collaborative together. thing together yeah collaborative thing okay. and Jonathan the person that, is yeah. a person yeah. like this that could bridge many yes worlds yes and uh People felt that they trusted him. That's yeah. what Miriam told me. Well, no, I think that's and right. He had the the ears of many, many leaders. He's a smart man, and uh, yeah. no, he was the he's the director the, the director of the residential school archive. And that's the position that they removed. And just he, he really made those archives what they are. I mean, the the place itself is nothing like how it started. And uh, he was just having a conversation with Sharon Johnston, the wife of the governor general. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know... Um, always talking with Sharon, um, with um, Shirley Horn, the chancellor. Yeah. The chancellor. No, it, it, it's... Bringing all the different native groups together because he's, he, would, he knows all this yeah. and he's indigenous himself. It's, it's the whole thing is an odd thing. It's it's just struck me very odd. Oh well. Anyway, why don't we um, help you a little bit here, and I'm gonna oh, okay. back up. Oh okay. So why don't you do that? That's good. You're gonna back it. Isabel's going to back it. You hear this live now on the show. Uh, this is where Isabel backs into the driveway to make it easier for me to carry stuff into the house. <laughs> and this this is the kind of you know this is the, this is the step by step. This is the one favor. <laughs> Isabel does for me this week. The one nice thing would be this, and you can see here. The rest of it is a hellish nightmare, and uh, it makes it's very difficult. And the kind of abuse that I suffer, you know, it's uh, it's sad, really. But I, I put up with it because I'm. Damn it! Day by day is the only way to get through something like this. And we'll see you next time. Time for some cha-cha-cha.